and welcome back to the Wheel Talk Podcast. My name is Abby Mickey, and today we're bringing you a special edition episode. I chatted with my old teammate, Megan Jastrab, currently on Team DSM, one of the revelations of the 2023 Classic season. Megan was about to graduate from college before we chatted, and we had a great conversation. So wanted to publish this for you all as a bonus. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you to Matt Deneef for our music and head on over to the escapecollective.cc to check out everything that we've got coming up. There's a lot of great stuff on there, including a preview of La Vuelta Feminine, which starts next week. So we'll be back with a regular episode. Lauren and I will preview the race for now. Here's Megan. right now i'm at school in tennessee in johnson city oh cool all right so you you did the spring classics and then you went back to college yeah i'm graduating so saturday is my graduation oh that's really exciting yeah i'm really excited so my parents just got in like at 1 a.m today so i was with them and then i was like okay podcast and then team dinner (laughs) tonight so that's really nice that's awesome. So did you do most of your classes online then? Because you've obviously had a lot going on the last couple of years. Yeah, a lot of it was like I was trying to go into nursing when I came to Milligan in 2019 and then talked to your advi- talked to my advisor and was like, yeah, I want to race and stuff. And she's like, you can't do that with clinicals. So then I switched to exercise science and business and then did my mo- a lot of my classes from Milligan but the professors would transfer them online or I would take them from another university and transfer them. So there's a lot of round robin. And Milligan has a, they have a really good cycling program. So they were obviously pretty cool with supporting you through, I mean, the Olympics, which we'll get into. No, it's the cycling team. And like, there's not a lot of collegiate cycling teams in the U S. So I kind of was going to where I could get a scholarship whenever I was looking at universities and yeah, Milligan is definitely one of the best. So it's nice to end up here. Does that mean you got to race collegiate nationals or, and stuff? Or are you, are you too good? <laughs> no, I definitely raced collegiate nationals. Uh, I remember coming in 2019 and I went to like collegiate track nationals. And that was so much fun because everyone, I guess some people take it really seriously because it is like that's their racing. But most of the time it's just like a really good environment and everyone's just having a good time. So I enjoy it. Yeah, I remember when I did collegiate nationals, it was really funny. The The mountain bike program was always really, really laid back and everyone just had a lot of fun. And the road program was like serious before I experienced actual serious racing. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're so serious. I look back on it now and it was just like such a fun time. I mean, it's so easy to get wrapped up in in road racing and and professional road racing. And you're obviously racing at the highest level in the world. And it's easy to lose sight of what, why you started in the first place exactly yeah i did some a collegiate race to qualify for collegiate nationals earlier this year and it was like just a local like a local road race in florida a criterium and then i got a race with the guys in the criterium and that was really fun because i'm just like i can help them but i also don't want to get dropped so it's like (laughs) trying to figure (laughs) out the balance but it was a lot of fun just racing a local race so you got into cycling because your brother races right yeah my dad raced a little bit in college whenever he was injured from playing football and then he fell in love with cycling and carried on with it so then my brother and I would always see him going on like group rides and then we're like we should join like let us join but my parents were like 
ah, you know, it's a little dangerous with, um, all, with all the cars. So maybe wait, but finally it was my brother who convinced him to let us get our own road bikes. And then it took off from there. And you had a pretty good run as a junior. You raced a lot in the U S obviously we were on rally for a little bit yes. and then you, you found the track. So how did that happen? Well, I grew up and I started in road and mountain, and then I added track like two years later, I think. And I didn't really like the track whenever I started because of the junior gear restrictions on the track where I don't like to spin. So it was a little bit of a just trying not to get dropped in those junior races. But I held on and I persevered through track because my brother liked it more. So then we just focused on the track and road. The road is definitely my passion. And then I kind of got sucked into the program for the track whenever it was, I guess, 2019 in the fall, whenever I wanted two world titles as a junior on the track and then got an email when I was at school for the first semester. And they're like, hey, you should come live at the Olympic Training Center. We think you could possibly make the track Olympic program for Tokyo. Like, does this interest you? This is like our plan. This is our vision. And I was like, oh, 17 year old Megan is like, ooh, that's kind of cool. Thanks. Um, of course, it was like, a big thing. Like I went to talent ID camps in the Springs with the national team, but it really wasn't. I was like, maybe there's a chance, but I definitely did not get my hopes up at all. And then I got that email and I was like, oh, this is actually a possibility. So then went down the track rabbit hole and then COVID hit, then track six month track block turned into a year and a half track block. But yeah. But it went pretty well because obviously you went to Tokyo. Qualified. Didn't think I was going to qualify, but qualified. And then didn't think I was going to ride the team pursuit, rode the team pursuit, got a bronze medal. And then, yeah, I did the Madison and got ninth. So it was, it was an event. So it's definitely an experience. And I know it's super weird because everyone's like, oh, it's like the Olympics. Like, how was your experience? And I'm like, it honestly was like really weird because we were in like a satellite village. So it was like with mountain biking and track, but the mountain bikers all left. So then it was just track riders at the satellite village. So it was kind of just like not an everyday race that like he definitely knew it was Olympics, but at the same time, we weren't in the village. We weren't with all that. So it was a more relaxed, non-stress environment, I would say. So it was nice. Yeah. And I mean, coming away with the medal is something that, <laughs> I mean, yeah. like in your wildest dreams, you think that, that would that's something that you would have at this point in your life? No, I was literally just like, just make it to the Olympics. Like, I didn't want, I wanted to perform my best. Of course, I wasn't thinking about like winning or anything, but just qualifying was the big goal, I think, because in 2021, I had COVID and I have asthma and like, I didn't train for like three months. So then it came to selections and I was like, I haven't completed one workout. I haven't been able to do a five minute effort without like stopping on the side of the road. And I was so stressed and I was like, well, I just gave a year, a sacrifice, a year of road to do this program. And then I get COVID and then all hopes are gone, but yeah, it worked out. And then even when I got to Tokyo, I had never rode a team pursuit before the Olympics other than like as a junior, but like we didn't really do an actual team pursuit, you could say. So my first team pursuit was at the Olympics as well. So what it was, it's quite a, now that I think about it and I process it, I'm like, what in the world was I doing? How did I make it there? <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, yeah, I guess like all the other races would have put been put on pause. So it's not like you would have had a ton of opportunities to race against the other nations, like in the buildup. No, we had no races in the buildup. I did in 2020, I raced the Milton World Cup, which is just in M Madison because I was too young, didn't have UCI points in the team pursuit. And then I did Worlds in Berlin. Then I didn't race again until Tokyo. 
So wow, it was a long period of no racing. So it was a weird, weird time. So now that you've been through that whole experience, do you, do you like the track? Me too. Yeah. I keep getting drawn back. Like I haven't performed very well in the last couple of races. So I'm just like, oh, track doesn't, I'm not like a track rider anymore. I, ha- I don't do it anymore. I just show up for a race, but like, there's always something in me that I'm like, oh, I just want to go back to do a track. I, I want to do another track race because when a track race goes well, like it's so short and compact that like you can't come back from a mistake, but like when it goes well, it's like the best feeling in the world. So that's why I'm like, oh, I just want to go back for that experience and that feeling. Yeah. And with, with uh, the Paris games just around the corner, I mean, it seems completely insane that it's already one year away from the next Olympics, given that we just had them, like it feels like yesterday, but do you, do you have your eye on the track for that? Or have you talked to the U S team about that at all? Of course it's like all my mind all the time. Cause it's, it's such a big part of our sport with the Olympics. I feel like world's bigger in cycling, but at the same time, like Olympics is that Olympics. So it's only a big goal. And with it combined, because I would really like to do the road race in Paris um, and do the track, but that's, it, it's going to be hard to balance it and then sacrifice one or the other or sacrifice both if I try and do them. So I think this year I'll try and balance both in Glasgow for worlds because I qualify for road worlds and I plan on doing the track. So I think if that goes terrible, then I'll be like, okay, we need to rethink this um, and then choose one or the other. So while this whole world whirlwind of a track experience was going on, you also signed for a world tour team, a multi-year contract for a world tour team. So tell me about how that came to be. Yeah, because I raced for rally whenever I turned 16 and didn't get to do a lot of Came to our team camp at 15, though. (laughs) 15, yes, in Oxnard, came at the team, was like starstruck, Um, and and then joined the next year. Only got to do a couple races at the rally because I was 16 and all the races you guys were doing were UCI. So did some crits. Um, yeah, but you won then, the first stage of Redlands. I remember that mm-hmm, vividly. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah. So I was 17 then, I guess, on rally because um, I was 2019. Yeah. So then I did that racer. 2019 was a lot. I did like all the na- nation cups as a junior, did like junior road worlds, everything. And then in 2020, I was still on rally, but I didn't race one race because everything was canceled. So, and then during 2020, well, 2019, I was scouted by um, some of the world tour teams and started conversations with them for when I turned 19. And then in 2020, like conversations were like, Hey, like when you turn 19, like are you still interested in going world tour and stuff? So then during COVID, I signed a two-year contract with DSM, which now that I think about it, I'm like kind of shocked because they knew I was going to do the track through what, August of 2021. So then they were signing me for two years, but I was really only racing for them like a year and a month, to be honest, because the season ends September, October. So yeah, my first year on the team was, I think I did like six races, maybe six race days, seven race days. So yeah, it was a weird weird time but I got I got my world tour contract <laughs> what was it that made you want to go to DSM because I imagine you had with the results you had on the road as a junior I imagine you had other teams that offered you a spot I mean liked the setup and like I know there's lots of like the structure of it and everything but there was a lot of young girls that went to it and have been successful Corinne was on it at the time so then I had like conversations with her and I felt like it was like the best fit for me going to stepping over because they have the houses in the Netherlands, the housing was provided. They like 
got figured out the visas for you. They figured out everything. And just like, like the conversations we had, like really fit with my vision of where I wanted to go. So it was more pop, not more positive, but like it fit with what I wanted at that time compared to other teams. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So I signed another three years with them. So it, I enjoy my time there. That's awesome. Yeah. And you obviously, I mean, you've already done more than six race days, I think this year with them. And obviously you had all of 2022, but this year has been incredible. You've had a couple like really, really amazing breakout performances and you and Pfeiffer Georgie, the two of you have just been incredible. So what's that been like? Um, well, I think last year too, after taking a year and a half, year and a half off from the road, like I forgot, didn't forget how to race, but I was figuring it out last year. So then last year was a struggle. Like I was figuring it out, but at the same time, like I was just working for the team. Cause like, I wasn't able to be in the finals. So that was like, not hard, but like frustrating. So I was like, I know how to do this. I should be able to do this. And then, so this year I was like, okay, like I had last year to relearn everything and get stronger. And then this year, like things just started to click. Um, it was like fun in Valenciana. We got to start out with like no pressure in Spain. I got a podium there. I was like, oh, okay, this is going a lot better already. It's smooth. And then I did some track racing. Omloop went well. And then Depana I came back for. And I was like, okay, like I was so stressed that day. I was like, echelons, last time I did an echelon race, like that whole story. I got shelled. I was a broken human being. I was like, okay, we just got to force the echelons ourselves and then you'll be in the echelon. And then, yeah, it ended up being really fun to race the final with like Pfeiffer. And then like Lorena was there, Balsamo was there. Like it was like all the top girls. And I was like, oh, I made it. Um, <laughs> so that was a really nice confidence boost and just like fun to be back racing finals like that. And then, yeah, I guess I had I have no clue how I made it to the final there. <laughs> I was like, I'm here. I bridged across the breakaway and I was like, uh, what do I do? And they're like, we're in the radio. We're like, uh, sprint, uh, what's going on? <laughs> I guess for those of us that were like at tre- team camp with you, uh, we're like not surprised at all. We're all just like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But still. <laughs> no, it was good because like I remember like Pfeiffer crashed. She had the worst luck in Ghent, but she crashed, she got caught in two crashes. So she was out. And then she crashed right at the base before Rooster attacked. And I stood up and you could see it on the video. And I'm like, oh, that's a good move. I should follow that. And then I was like, started going backwards. I was like, you yeah, know, we're just gonna hold on to the group. And everybody's like, why did you chase? And I was like, we were all cracked. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I was just holding on for dear life in this group, like let alone accelerating on this climb. <laughs> so yeah. it was, it was good times. I mean, it was really, really cool to watch. And I mean, from like um, the perspective of American racing, like we've watched American racing kind of die in the last couple of years. And so to have you up there at the finals of some of the top world tour races is really, really cool and inspiring for the next generation. I hope, because obviously we want, we want races in the U.S. to come back. We want Redlands to be as prestigious as it was when we were racing it. And, you know, uh, Joe Barton needs to hang on. <laughs> Hewa needs to hang on. Yes. We need those those races. So it's just awesome to see you up there in the in the big races. Thanks. Yeah, I hope more racing comes back in the U.S. Like Redlands, I always say, I'm like, that was, I've done that race three times. And it's still one of my favorite races. If I go back to it, I'm like, I love that race. But yeah, I hope some more of like some 
of the results, even from the American men. I know there's a lot of them doing really well this year and it's great to see. And there's still a lot of American women out there that I think will do a lot better in the summer races and the class or instead of the classics. So I hope that kind of draws some attention also for like the junior programs in the U S to like keep going because there's not a lot of teams, team options right now for juniors growing up in the U S. So I hope some of it comes back. So you're at college right now about to graduate. And then what's mm-hmm. the plan? When do you come back over to Europe? What do you race? What are you looking forward to? Graduation is a Saturday. And then I fly to New Mexico and I do collegiate nationals. And then as soon as collegiate nationals finishes, I go to the Netherlands and we do like a team week and then just some small races and then go to ride London and then come back for a small, not a small race, but a Belgium race. And then um it's full prep for the giro so i'll be like the sprinter on our team for the giro so that's like my big target race of the year um and then there's a three-week break and then worlds so it's like i don't have a ton of race days but the giro and then worlds are kind of my targets so but i'm really looking forward to ride london (laughs) yeah ride london should be pretty good i mean they've they've built that race up so it's a couple more days this year and Last year, we on the podcast had a problem with it because of the lack of live coverage, but I'm pretty sure there will be live coverage this year. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I'm sad the Women's Tour of Britain got canceled. That That is one of my favorite stage races to do, but that's canceled, so Ride London will have to do. <laughs> what do you think about stage racing versus the classics? Because that's where you've obviously had a lot of success at the classics, but is there something about stage racing that you love as well? stage races I'm learning like I've done the CMAC tour my first whenever I first came over to the Netherlands to race with DSM that was my first race I really enjoyed it um Scandinavia I like last year the Giro I was deathly sick so every single day I was like just just survive just make time can I just get there um but I think the stage racing is kind of fun because a lot of people just it's raced differently like you can't race every day like a one-day classic in full gas so then you might be in a race and you're like, oh, I can do something. But it's like, well, actually, you should probably save some energy and not attack every single day as your team plan because you won't make it to the 10th day. Um, but I enjoy it. Hopefully there's some bad weather in there some some days. But yeah, I enjoy it because you just got to keep coming Hopefully. back. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the mindset. Like people are tired. If it's bad weather, they just kind of check out. And I'm like, yes, this is my opportunity. This is this is the 1% I need to survive. <laughs> No wonder again, well, again, went well for you. Yeah. Everyone, but like everyone checks out normally whenever it's like bad weather. I'm like, everyone's going through this. Everyone's cold. Everyone's miserable. I'm like, just keep riding your bike. It's like the same thing. So, <laughs> and the faster you ride, the faster you are to the shower. So that's very true. Looking forward in your career, you have a couple more years at DSM. And what is it that you're, that you're targeting? Do you make goals years in advance or are you kind of just working through it one step at a time? I feel like when I was younger, I had like very specific goals that I wanted to achieve. But now I feel like it's more like going to worlds. Like, yeah, like the big goal would be to like become road world champion. I think everyone's dream is that. Um, So that would be like the big career goal somewhere along the lines. Hopefully there's a good course for me in the coming years. Um, But I do enjoy the classics. So I think I'm developing more of not a pure sprinter I think I was pegged as like just a pure sprinter when I was a junior because yeah I was good I was good at that as a junior but now I think I'm developing more as like kind of an all-arounder so maybe just classics 
some like hard races, stage races, like different race. I don't know even, but yeah, I think just keep developing and figuring it out, but I definitely enjoy the classics a lot. So I think classics are my priority worlds. And then yeah, big goals are like qualify for Paris and the Olympics and then home Olympics in 2028 in LA. So for track or road or both? Both at the moment. My dream would be to race the Madison and the LA Olympics. That would be like the highlight, I think. No matter how bad it goes or how good it goes, I think racing the Madison and LA at the Olympics would be a dream come true. That'd be pretty cool. And it's like really close to home for you. Yeah, it's only two hours. So I was like, my whole family would be there. Everyone would be there. And it's like the track I started on, everything. So it's like all the memories. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. I really hope that I get to watch you there. That'd be pretty cool. How's it been with with the team? Because like you said, when you joined DSM, it was because there was a lot of young girls. They've developed talent really well. And this year has kind of been an interesting year for you guys. Like you had Lorena Weebus, obviously, last year and the years before. And she's been one of the best riders in the peloton. But with her at SC Works this year, is it kind of a rebuilding year for you guys? Or do you feel like the lack of that clear leader has meant that you've been able to have more fun as a team, if that makes sense. Less pressure. Yeah. I don't know if it's like, yeah, I would say it's less pressure, but it's a different style of racing. It's more aggressive. Like I remember when, like last year we would control the races. Like we wouldn't let certain teams in the break because we were like, okay, they won't help us chase. Or if it was like coming down to a sprint or whatever, like we, we would just sit on the front and chase. We'd make sure the time gap doesn't go so far. We would just chase to make it a sprint because when you have the world's fastest sprinter in the bunch for all these races, you're like, well, we're going to win this way. Um, so there wasn't, you're not going to go into a break and put someone up there and you're like, well, we could probably win maybe a podium. It's like, we have Lorena. We're not going to ride in the break. This year, it's like we're setting up our own breaks. We're attacking. I've like this year is like the first year I've actually attacked in a bike race. I've never done that in the lead. So I was like, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> I need to remember how to attack. Um, but I think it's been really fun. All the girls are fully committed to the plans. We have like leaders for each race, and then everyone is playing into that role. But like this year, we've had Elisa won a stage of Valenciana, Charlotte won in UAE. Um, Pfeiffer won to Pana. I got a podium at Ghent and Valenciana. So like, I think it's a really mixed group and like everyone has their strengths and we make plans that like work to, towards that, whatever team we have at the races. And it's like the whole like environment on DSM right now has been so much fun. Like this whole spring, I don't think there is any like races. That I was like, oh, that was like such a horrible weekend. Like every single time, like, oh, we're going to race. Um, so the directors are great. The girls are great. The staff everything has been just really wonderful this year. How often do you ride with your teammates? Are there, do you have teammates at the team house in Siddharth? Yeah. So in 2019, the city built like apartments for DSM, then Sunweb. Um, I have my own apartment, but it's like a neighborhood. So like my neighbors are my teammates. So if I want to see my, so if I want to see my teammates, they're all there and I can be like, Hey, does anyone have a three hour ride today? Or, Hey, do you want to go to dinner or get coffee or something? If I don't, I don't have to see them because I'll just like keep the blinds closed and be by myself. <laughs> so if I need my alone time for my introvert self, I'm like I can stay away, but no, I ride with them quite a bit. And then it's always nice to have people around. Do you spend much time like traveling for training? Cause I know uh, altitude is a huge thing right now in racing. 
I have not done any altitude training since coming to DSM, but I lived in Colorado Springs for the track from 2020 to half of 2021. So it hasn't really fit with my program. And I don't think it's not planned for this year to do, but probably in the coming years, whenever I'm done with school and I don't have to like come back for graduation, I can actually take a mid-season break. Um, definitely in the future plan on that because yeah, the benefits right now, everyone's it's the thing to do. So, and I know the benefits, so I just got to find the time. When, when you were going to school, like full-time and racing full-time and prepping for the Olympics, did you ever once think I should probably put school on hold for a minute and focus on racing? Or were you just kind of, was it easy for you to balance both of those? Wanted to quit school for several times, but <laughs> school's always been like a priority of mine, like ever since growing up. So I've always put school kind of first and I was like, okay, like I'm on scholarship. I want my degree. Cause I don't know if I wake up tomorrow and I hate riding my bike, I'm going to, yeah, now my contract's three years. Like I'll finish out my contract, but after that, I'm not going to keep cycling. Like if I don't like the sport and then like, if I get a crash or an accident or something like that, I don't want to be like 25 and be like, Hey mom, Hey dad, I don't have a degree. I don't have anything. My career is over. Um, coming home. So like school has always been that, like it's been a very high priority for me. So the first two years were a lot easier, I would say, just because I was, yeah, I was in the the national team, but at the same time, it was like, I wasn't racing that much. So it's a little bit easier to balance online. And then whenever COVID ended and everything was in person, and then it was like fly back as soon as I could. Some professors were like, no, we can't work with you. So then I had to like go through a whole process of finding it at another school and transferring it. And there were a lot of stressful days of trying to figure out how I'm going to finish this degree, how I'm going to get these classes. And it was like last year, because in 2020, in the spring, I went full track and I did like two classes online. And I was like, okay, Olympics, just one semester off. So I missed like 15 credit hours, I think that semester. So last spring, I took 30 credit hours in the spring to catch up so I could graduate on time because I didn't want to keep going for longer and be at school for another semester. So there was definitely times when I was like, okay, this is definitely hurting my performance. But at the same time, it's so important to me that I was like, okay, just you've made it this far, just get through it. It'll be worth it. So now I can close this chapter with graduation graduation, and then focus on cycling for the coming years. That's insane. 30 credit hours is like a lot for like somebody who's sole purpose is being at school let alone training full-time and racing yeah I would wake up start doing lectures reading studying eat breakfast while watching a lecture do like anything I could just study do exams discussion posts go train come directly back get food shower directly back to school eat dinner school go to sleep repeat and then whenever it was to races and there was poor wi-fi Oh, I doubted it a lot. Like team camp, like the the first week it was at team camp in Spain and the hotel Wi-Fi is terrible. I couldn't even like take quizzes. And I was like, oh my gosh, these professors hate me. I'm already asking for extensions because like you can't take a quiz whenever like the Wi-Fi doesn't work. You can't hit next and it's like loading. And I'm like, please, 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 please. I only have like 15 minutes for this quiz. Please go next. And then... Yeah. So there's lots of points where I was like, this isn't working, but somehow made it through. I'm so impressed. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks.
That's incredible. And you graduate, you're graduating on time in four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you went to the I, Olympics in those four years. It's not, it was, it's funny because I ha- pulled up like a memory, some memory when I was younger and I, but I made very specific goals. I think it was in 2019. I was like, go to the Olympics, choose a school, graduate from school, win a world title. I'm like, juniors like qualify for the world's win a world title and I was like oh my gosh like why did I why did I set these goals for myself and then but you achieved them yeah. yeah so I looked back and I saw and I was like oh I knew what I was doing back then and now I'm like we're just in it now you've achieved every single goal that you could have caught with <laughs> so it's smooth sailing from here you're gonna have like You've got no more school anymore. You're going to be able to wake up and drink your coffee in peace. You can do whatever you want. You can sit in complete silence and your computer will be closed. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's like, yeah, I don't bring a computer to races. I'm like, like what do you mean? I was like, this computer, like I have a backup computer in the Netherlands because I'm like terrified. If this computer crashes, I need a computer to survive with school. Well, I hope that when you go, maybe not the Jiro because that's a long race and you'll need your computer to like, watch netflix and stuff but i hope that when you go away for like a race weekend that you only bring like i don't know a tablet you can still watch things on it but it doesn't need to do anything high tech there's definitely no quizzes on a tablet exactly (laughs) my hope for you for the future that's all my to-do list achieve going to a race without a computer Um, okay, well, it's been amazing catching up with you. I've absolutely loved watching you progress since we were teammates. Um, and and I can't wait to see how the rest of the season goes. Congratulations on graduating and yeah, have a great time. It's just great catching up. I hope you're doing well too.